Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Israeli airstrikes reportedly targeted approximately 200 Hamas locations in Gaza, according to an update from the IDF forces on Monday, December 4th. This followed the IDF's announcement of an expanded ground operation throughout the entire enclave. Among the targets was a school in Beit Hanun, northeastern Gaza, which the IDF asserted harbored, quote, terror infrastructure, including tunnels containing weapons and explosives. Other airstrikes hit a vehicle carrying weapons and an armed storage facility. The Israeli Navy also participated in strikes overnight to support ground troops. And the decision to expand the ground operations across all of Gaza was announced by the IDF forces on Sunday, December 3rd, following the breakdown of a truce with Hamas on Friday, December 1st. Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, an IDF spokesperson, stated in a news conference, quote, the IDF is resuming and expanding the ground operations against Hamas's strongholds across the whole Gaza Strip. The IDF reported that they killed the commander of Hamas's Shati Battalion, Haitam Kouarjari, in an airstrike. According to IDF spokesperson Daniel Hagari, Kouajari was responsible for conducting raids into Israeli territory during the October 7th attack. The IDF claimed to have destroyed approximately 500 Hamas tunnels in Gaza as part of its offensive, identifying over 800 tunnel shafts in the enclave, with many allegedly, allegedly located in civilian areas and structures. In addition, Israel confirmed the deaths of two more soldiers in the offensive in Gaza on Sunday, December 3rd, with several others sustaining light injuries from an anti-tank missile fired at an IDF vehicle in Beit Hillel in northern Israel, as well as another three soldiers on Monday, December 4th, Rahman al-Azlan, bringing the military death toll since Israel's ground offensive in Gaza began to 75. Expressing determination to eliminate Hamas globally, a senior domestic security official, the Shin Bet chief Ronen Bar, stated on Sunday, December 3rd, that this is our Munich, everywhere, in Gaza, Israel, Lebanon, Turkey, Qatar, everywhere. The reference to Munich alludes to Israel's targeted assassination campaign against Black September and organizers following the group's deadly attacks at the 1972 Olympics in Germany. This hinting at the possibility of Israel launching a targeted assassination program against the leaders of Hamas across the world. The Shin Bet Security Agency and Israel's Mossad spy agency have already alluded to such plans. The U.S. government is actively working to encourage Israel and Hamas to return to negotiations for a ceasefire and further exchange of prisoners for hostages, as stated by John Kirby. The focus is on resuming talks, but the outcome and timing remains uncertain. Kirby attributed the breakdown in negotiations to Hamas, emphasizing that the group did not fulfill the terms of the original agreement, including Hamas's rash decision to start releasing the bodies of hostages as opposed to living hostages as well as providing a list of women and children for potential release, in addition to the 105 hostages released during the initial pause in hostilities. Number 2 A former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia who served in diplomatic roles for 25 years under both Democratic and Republican administrations has been apprehended in Miami as part of a prolonged FBI counterintelligence inquiry. Manuel Roca, 73 years old, is alleged to have covertly operated as an agent for the Cuban government according to sources familiar with the matter. Rocco was taken into custody on Friday, December 1st, based on a criminal complaint 
with additional details expected to be unveiled during a court appearance on Monday, December 4th. It remains uncertain whether Roku has legal representation, and a previous law firm where he worked has asserted that it is not currently representing him. Attempts to contact his wife were met with an abrupt disconnection. The case initiated by the Justice Department reportedly accuses Roku of advancing the interests of the Cuban government without complying with the legal obligations to register such activities. Federal law mandates individuals engaged in political endeavors on behalf of foreign governments or entities within the U.S. to register with the Justice Department, a facet of law enforcement that has witnessed increased scrutiny and enforcement in recent years, as in the case of Hunter Biden. Manuel Roca's diplomatic career spanned significant periods, notably during the Cold War in Latin America, where the United States implemented robust political and military policies. His assignments included serving as the, at the U.S. Interests Section in Cuba, a time when full diplomatic relations with Fidel Castro's communist government were non-existent. Born in Colombia and raised in modest New York City in a modest New York City household, Roca pursued a series of liberal arts degrees from Yale, Harvard, and Georgetown before joining the Foreign Service in 1981. His diplomatic tenure saw him holding key positions, including the role of the top U.S. diplomat in Argentina from 1997 to 2000 coinciding with a turbulent period, period marked by a currency-stabilizing program's collapse. During his subsequent posting as ambassador to Bolivia, Roca directly intervened in the 2002 presidential race, issuing a warning weeks before the vote that the U.S. would terminate aid to the impoverished South American nation if it elected former, former president Evo Morales. Number 3. House Democrats have rejected the White House's extensive effort over the past few months to promote the term Bidenomics. As the 2024 election approaches, Democrats find themselves divided on how to convey a message about the economy in a climate where a majority of voters express dissatisfaction. Several months ago, House Democrat leadership halted the promotion of the term. Both Democratic Congressional Campaign Committees and House Majority PAC crucial fundraising entities have also stared clear of it in their social media and press releases due to polling indicating its ineffectiveness. During a summer meeting to discuss economic messaging strategy, House Democrats opted to stick with the, quote, people over politics method instead of embracing President Joe Biden's Bidenomics. The use of the Bidenomics catchphrase encountered various issues, according to Democratic sources, as it was perceived as insensitive to economically struggling voters and was associated with the president facing lackluster polling numbers. One Democratic strategist pointed out that the main problem wasn't necessarily using Biden, but that the term was overly philosophical and demanded too much explanation. Despite distancing from the term, Democrats intend to keep many of the policies associated with Bidenomics at the forefront of their agenda heading into 2024. Michael Tyler, the Biden campaign's communications director, emphasized the positive economic indicators and expressed frustration that the focus was on the choice of terminology rather than substantial economic growth. The White House initiated the promotion of Bidenomics this year to address concerning polling figures on the president's economic record before the 2024 elections. Although Biden initially, initially had mixed feelings about the term, it has recently vanished from his prepared speeches. Nonetheless, the White House and the Biden campaign continues to use it, with the president appearing at an event in Colorado last week featuring Bidenomics signage. Despite concerns expressed by some Democratic lawmakers, the term fails to appear in the Democratic's public press releases or on the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, as analyzed by a White House Republican strategist. 
the DCC, the DCCC chair, Susan Delbane, has refrained from using the term on her X or Facebook accounts, and the House Majority PAC has limited its use of Bidenomics in public releases and posts, with only one press release mentioning it on July 31st. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.